here we are. Welcome to episode one of a Super Fan for All Seasons, where we take people outside of the world of comic books and bring them into us. Bring, give them, give a nice warm comic book hug and chat to them. And our first guest, uh, by popular demand, actually, is Mr. Terry Beezer. Hello, everyone. Tell them all about yourself. Well, where do you come from? What do you do? Why is this? A beautiful match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, so I am best known for talking about heavy metal, be it on TV <laughs> or radio or podcasts or wherever you get them. Like you might know me as bees. Um, and this is, I love getting to talk about things outside of rock and metal because that's basically what I do all of the time. And this is a match made in heaven for reasons that you kind of pointed out is that my my love of horror and all things macabre came very early in life, like serial killer early in life. Yeah. Um, and definitely <laughs> so if you hadn't have gone into, into comics and movies, you would have probably been chopping up small pigeons mate i would be on a netflix <laughs> documentary that you have all seen <laughs> so i asked bees to send me through his five favorite comic book or graphic novels of all time we're going to chat uh, chat a bit about them what i think we'll just take them through so uh, in no particular order let's just go through them so talk to me about the walking dead i mean absolute incredible piece of work but what drew you to that and what do you love about it? Now, I was getting this... Oh God, this statement isn't going to have aged well because I wish Morrissey would shut up. But I have a <laughs> tattoo of a zombie Morrissey on my right bicep. And when I was getting it done, the guy was super into horror films the same way as I was. Like, he's got um, Creep Show tattooed across his knuckles really bizarrely nice. like two of the letters are close together just in case you're like hold on that's nine letters um <laughs> but we did we were discussing um zombies and horror horror movies and all the rest of it and he said have you read the walking dead and i was like comics are always one of those things that i've kind of bounced around but never really got into and he was describing to me how the walking dead differs from zombie movies because i like zombie yeah. movies of all varieties like be it fucking zombie land and this weekend the dead don't die opens in the yeah. united states of america and i'm really excited for that it looks it looks it looks the closest that america can get to Shaun of the dead mate bill murray and iggy pop yes sign <laughs> me up uh so um like we were talking about romero movies and all of that and he was pointing out the human element and yeah. I I think it's because it kind of it doesn't predate social media, but it it predates social media being such a prevalent part of society. At that point in time, I don't think that the underbelly of how people are and how people feel had quite risen to the fore in the way that it does today. Like if you turn on your timelines, chances are about 85% of what you'll see is quite nasty. So in a zombie yeah. apocalypse, you would kind of you would kind of fear everyone. And this predated that. I thought 100% agree with you. I think the most horrific parts of The Walking Dead have always been the humans like the the walkers themselves aren't the scary part because if you hold up if you have somewhere good you've seen like you can go issues and issues and not have a horde attack the most horrific parts of the walking dead have always been uh, human nature being greedy human nature being depraved human nature let loose is scarier than anything that's mythical 
and that's what I... Oh, hell yeah. Like, the, like, so at this point in time, the show had only just been commissioned. So it was a good two years before then. Um, and when I was reading the comic books, two things really stood out. One, in terms of the zombies, was how intense the horde attacks were. Like, getting yeah. from panel to panel as you were reading it was really, like, <gasps> panic-inducing. Like, And to be able to do that via the medium of comics for someone that had only dabbled in the medium was re really pointed out the magic of that medium. Um, Absolutely. And the other thing, the thing that really stood out and something that whenever I get a bit sneery about the television series which i do like i'm a big fan don't we all <laughs> uh, well this is it man like, i'm a big fan of the way that comic books have translated to movies and all the rest of it as i'm sure we'll get onto. but in terms of the most harrowing thing in the walking dead bar none is when they get to the prison and the guy who says he's been in for taxes is a pedophile who then chops up children now um into like that was, is, there's that no way literally you're gonna shocked to... me to my core that was in comic book history that is goes down as one of the most shocking moments of any series i've ever because i just did not see it coming i'm glad you said that because you like you guys are all so more versed in comic books than i am but my god like it's when i say that to people when i go yeah like i'm sure the television series is good but there's this bit in the comics right and you just watch people go yeah you can't put that on amc can you speaking of things you can't put on amc because you have picked my favorite comic of all time on this list here uh it's getting an adaption by seth rogan it is honestly one of my favorite comics of all time it's called the boys how like first of all this is one of the most depraved comics you can ever read and actually probably one of the most realistic to look at the superhero genre for what it would be in real life in the same way going back to what i was saying earlier Shaun of the dead is one of the most realistic zombie movies you could ever watch in your life even it's a comedy but how the hell do you think that knowing the subject matter of the boys this is going to translate into a tv medium first question does carl does carl urban speak cockney because I have a very particular attachment to the boys for obvious reasons. Like reading The Butcher essentially in my accent, being full yeah. Grant Mitchell. Straight, straight up has to be Grant Mitchell. And also, how cool is it that they've got a Simon Pegg cameo going on? Yeah, very. In the series. Like, head the balls. Uh, I, I love the boys because, again, it's taking something that is so like the like superheroes as a media as as a medium as a, as a trope in in storytelling is something that we're all associated but how many people would use that power for good right in the again in the real world if you were given superpowers who would think first thing i'm going to save people and who would think <laughs> my god this weekend is going to be mental if you were given superpowers <laughs> and the idea of the seven uh and all of that was was one of the things that stood out. But for me, uh, again, bringing it back to movies and what drew me into this kind of thing, the violence in the comic books. When the first thing you see is someone having their torso and their limbs ripped from their arms, which, I mean, if they open the show 
in the way the comic books open, which they might. Has Brightburn opened in the UK yet? Uh, it it hasn't opened here yet. I have actually been lucky enough to see it. Right. But I again, I, I see where you're going with it. Absolutely. Um, that violence was good though, right? The violence is good. I think that in... Uh, Again, like with The Walking Dead, when I read The Boys, there is a certain scene that I don't think we can talk about, uh, yeah. but um, it involves a, a small child. Um, oh, God, yeah. Is probably, it ha- like I've said a long time with, with my counterpart on Heroes Direct, there is no way that that is making its way to TV. That Like, they're going to, but... I have. They've done a sterling job of preacher, so I have every hope that we're going to get something as depraved, but not quite down that same rocky road. <laughs> Do you think that's because they give comic book fans more credit, like for for being smarter? Because I think it's it's not only giving them credit for being smarter, but as a community, I honestly believe that we're more accepting of the depravity of human nature. Whereas I think that a lot of people that just watch TV or movies are looking to escape the depravity of life. Um, when you want to immerse yourself in a world of exploring every psyche of, of any character you could possibly have, it's a very different world. Mm, I agree. The, the, the thing that will be able to translate, though, is the camaraderie and the interesting nature of our heroes in the boys frenchy the the, the woman um the butcher we huey like and i haven't seen in the in the trailer they haven't shown terror yet have they no, no not so, yet. so I, i'm intrigued to see if terror the dog is an actual dog or a cgi dog because terror is so expressive in the comics that and it's such a like a bit of comic relief amongst all of this madness. Have you seen any of Sabrina yet? I hate it with every. Do you actually oh, hate it? Man. Oh, I am obsessed with it. I even think the second so, season. I think it's so comic booky. It is balls out comic book soap opera. It's it so certainly good. balls, mate. But the reason the re- <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I bring it up is because I actually think that Salem is a really good way of expressing character right. through an inanimate well, not inanimate, but through yeah. a real cat. Um I, I we are hitting I would love to sit and talk with the boys for a hundred years, but we're gonna hit one more uh, comic that you brought up because I think it's a really interesting pick. Uh it's a hundred bullets. Um, ongoing se- series, uh, fantastic exploration again of what would you do if you were given the power of revenge? Like th- th- I'm following a theme here, bees. Say, <laughs> no, I did tell you, man. Like for someone <laughs> who's quite vibrant and quite happy-go-lucky, there's there's quite a lot that le- that lurks beneath the surface. I think, but just the premise of having a hundred bullets that were it, it, like in essence police-free. I think, as a concept, is really interesting as to would you use them? And I think... How good this would this be as a 10-episode, ten, uh, 10-series ten show? Oh, Different story every, every, every show. Like. S- superb. And it's the moral dilemma of it. Again, all, all of these picks, I think, have a very human psychological element, even if it's... Uh, uh, but this is the most grounded... Do you know what I mean? In comparison yeah. to hordes of zombies with The Walking Dead and uh, and, and the boys. actually, although it's still very very intense, it's not as uh, overtly violent 
as the other two picks on your list. Um, it's very much more nuanced and psychologically based. Uh, I'd see this as a difference between a Cronenberg movie and like Silence of the Lambs. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like both very much leave you with that same sense of eeriness and negativity about the world, yeah. but aren't necessarily told in the same way. Yeah, it's got that Sin City kind of film noir feel to it as well, mm. like in the drama Absolutely. and the actual artwork in the comics as well. So, so given that you, you've you, you've delved into the world of horror comics and crime comics and looking at that sort of thing, I was really interested to see that when I asked you what your favourite comic book movie was of all time, you, you've you've picked The Dark Knight. It, it's <laughs> it, it's quite a, it's quite a a central pick. I I, I honestly thought we were going to go a little bit more left field uh, given your comic book picks, but uh, no, I'm stoked. Do I you think know it's what, a great man? pick. Like. When it comes to Slayer, sometimes I try to convince (laughs) myself that the best Slayer album isn't Raining Blood, but it is, right? And the reason The Dark Knight is heralded the way it is is because it just is. And I love Endgame. I thought it was flawless. I get to the point where if people slag it off, I get like actually angry about it. Um, (laughs) I like, I love Batman Returns. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is in some way uh responsible for my love of freaky sexual shit uh that's what <laughs> this is what you joined in for isn't it ladies and gentlemen um, welcome so, <laughs> uh, and i loved dread as well um but the dark Knight, dread is such an underrated comic book movie and probably one of the best in the world i totally agree but the dark knight is I went to see it opening weekend at the IMAX in Waterloo, which at the time was Europe's biggest cinema screen. And because it's shot specifically for IMAX, that hit me a bit. You feel like you're in the road with the Joker. And watching it, it was like, that's my Joker. That Like how he nailed it as point blank. There's an Azarello joker graphic novel that reopened my love for comic books and yeah that that joker is very close to the dark knight joker and the bit with the pencil is just just violence is underrated in movies i'm someone who laughed more in john wick 3 than i do in 90 percent of comedies just because the violence is so slapstick and amazing i love the evil dead for the same thing and the violence in the dark knight is great it's the ultimate the, the the Batman and Superman dynamic is something that is played off in, again, other mediums, the CM Punk to John Cena, all of those things. And the interrogation room scene, like, it's flawless, The Dark Knight. Another one, when people go oh, a bit long and there's stuff that isn't necessary in there, no, disagree. I, I completely agree with you. I do actually think that in terms of, and for, for an absolute Marvel shill that I am, for me to say that I think that a Batman movie is one of the most flawless movie comic book movies that we will ever get, um, I mean it wholeheartedly. Um, I do think that the best part about it was the fact that it was it it was directed by Christopher Nolan and it was done in a way that was just tell a story of chaos and not necessarily a superhero movie of chaos. It wasn't, yes, there was explosions, but it wasn't otherworldly explosions. And one of my biggest, you know, straight up, like one of my biggest criticisms of, of comic book movies as a whole is that it's always a beam of light in the sky that's bringing down the world. And, and I actually felt like that's what they lost uh, with Bane, that it became farcical in its carnage. What is so grounded about Heath Ledger's Joker is that that could happen. And that, it, you, 
that could happen tomorrow, and but we don't have a Batman to stop it. And like, it was very much again Spirit Bats of Horror, but like the thing I love about Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. What's his motive? Why is he doing it? What's his backstory? You have none of that. Crazy's mm-hmm. just crazy sometimes. Don't need a backstory. Like, just crazy. And the nothing in his pockets but knives and lint. Like, no, like his, his clothes are all custom made. Who is he? What is he? Love it. But, and Which is why I was so sceptical about the upcoming uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie until that trailer dropped. And then I was like, I need to see this like I need that air in my lungs. I think the Joker movie legit looks like a continuation of that vibe of, but it looks like it's going to tell you a story of spiralling. And I love a good, um, you know, uh, there's the underdog story. I don't even know what the opposite of the underdog story is, but it's watching someone good turn bad. It's why Breaking Bad was so good. It's the Heisenberg mentality. What are your feelings on uh, uh, Robert Battinson? Like, but the thing is, when Mr. Ten Things I Hate About You was cast as a Joker, I had the same kind of, really? And then it <laughs> went on to be one of the most definitive performances in the history of celluloid. Um, so, so have I'm, you seen Good Time yet? Mate, the only thing I've seen him in is being a twinkly vampire. So, <laughs> like, I've got the same dreaded feeling as a lot of people but at the same time i'm willing to throw my hands up and go it is with ignorance do you know what i mean if you only yeah. knew leonardo dicaprio from titanic you might not know the basketball <laughs> diaries so yeah. i have to kind of throw my hands up and go i don't really know but what i will say is there's following christian bale who is arguably the greatest actor working today that those are it's underestimated how big those shoes are because ledger was so great people Hmm. overlook how flawlessly brilliant christian bale is both as bruce wayne and i love if you're one of those people that don't like the batman voice find a bin getting it and get in it and stay there (laughs) because that whole swear to me is it's the bomb i love it uh, mate absolutely now we are again going to discuss one of my favorites in the world um so tell me right now who is your ultimate villain in comic book lore who is it so it would be boring to follow this up by saying the joker who i think is the real <laughs> answer um but a very close second is dr doom and i think that is because kind of the opposite to the Joker in that I feel like his backstory is so quintessentially amazing to telling a story of what makes a villain evil and that the MCU are finally going to get their hands on Doctor Doom. Like, it feels... I mean, me don't get me... The fact that Kevin Feige is going to get to oh, get mate. his grubby little mitts on Doctor Doom just fills me with ultimate joy. My God, like there is, like they have. I think they have to sail it as close to the wind of the evil side of things that you can get because his story. The thing so that I find so evocative about Doctor Doom, and I always have, the reason why I love him is because it's the true story of one man's evil is another man's saviour. Like, that's honestly what, you know, to his people, that there are arcs where to his people, Doctor Doom is the Vladimir Putin of Latveria. 
and he is a savior he saved a poor country turned it into a technological world like he brought it into it brought them into a superpower he made them powerful whereas to the rest of the world he's an international a galactic threat and he's one man and what is more evocative than someone worshiping someone who is inherently evil yeah, I agree. It was, I mean, again, like in the MCU, the, the Thanos debate about, like, I know plenty of people that were like, actually, he's right. It's like, yeah, but if he snapped <laughs> these fingers and it was everyone you knew and you were left on your own, you might have a problem with it. But again, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I agree. To me, the brilliance of Doctor Doom is the, the inner complexity that makes someone bad. Um, like... If you know assholes, chances are there's something. This is how LA's changed me, mate. Um, <laughs> the chances are that there is a reason in their backstory that makes them that way. I don't believe people are just born, hey, asshole. Like, so, like there's usually something a bit deeper that's quite sad. And I think Doctor Doom is one of the villains who best show that. Like once you know about his mum and all the rest of it like it's it's really sad uh and then he's a right cunt <laughs> well this is what i loved that i think i feel like for me the mcu already uh nailed that kind of uh juxtaposition of character with baron zemo i know a lot of people that give baron zemo a hard time in the mcu but it was just that he felt like vengeance needed to happen and to him, he wasn't evil. To him, the people who he was trying to destroy were the evil ones. And f that, for me, is Doctor uh, Mini Doctor Zoom, <laughs> Doctor Doom, uh, yeah. uh, Mini Doctor Doom. You know. Um, but yeah, like fantastic picks. Um, I think I'm going to have to wrap it up there. But thank you for being, uh, you know, on our first episode. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at That's Not Metal podcast. We spend every single week talking about the news and uh, reviewing that week's records uh, on the That's Not Metal podcast. We have premium content available at That's Not Metal.net if you want deep dives on the history of bands and scenes and kind of where we hide our more controversial views because it's not for the whole world to see uh and also there's going to be a youtube show coming in the coming months that's going to be very exciting so follow me you've just given us an exclusive there. yeah 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 you are you are actually the first people that i've told about this so at bees underscore says is the place to find me on twitter and instagram where i'll be updating you all about that well, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the LA sun while we all go to download and get absolutely pissed upon. Um, but thanks so much for being here, dude. And let's catch up again. Absolutely. Good to chat to you, Dave. <laughs>